Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Kern Amos. It's taking a lot of self-control for me to not start this intro by singing Farm Wisdom, but I will not. (laughs) Well, now I'm going to leave that in. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So this week we have on Kevin Cole, who is a game developer and a generally lovely person, which I feel like I say all the time, but we just happen to have, I don't know, we wouldn't have not lovely people on the show, but it's a compliment I want to pay to people. But he brought on a very uh, specific topic. A couple of the past episodes have been sort of broad swaths of concepts or hobbies, but he specifically wanted to talk about the anime slash manga Silver Spoon, which I hadn't heard of before. Yeah, and I cannot for the life of me remember which of my friends, possibly plural, had discussed it at some point ages ago. I'm I'm pretty sure that I had a friend that was fairly into it, and I, I really did not know what they were talking about and apparently did not take the time to find out, which I feel a little bad about now, but... <laughs> You know, there's only so many pieces of media you can consume. And and that's uh, honestly the advantage of hearing about things even way after the facts, even I mean, manga is still ongoing, but the anime has ended fairly long since in the span of media, hearing from people about why they love something and and why you might love something and and knowing which things to check out that that might be your jam. Yeah. And I think that uh, it's something that I've expressed to you before, but uh, and I think I might actually say it during the episode, but I sometimes get very enthralled when people who come on the show and even if it's something that we don't know about, but they're very passionate about it. I'm very just like taken in by listening to them talk about, you know, this piece of media that has clearly meant a lot to them, that has clearly impacted them in some way. Um, And even when you kind of don't have or only have a general ground to stand on uh, with stuff like this. Like, we both yeah. have our own, you know, scattered anime knowledge, even if we don't have the specific one. But it, it kind of can still allow you to have that appreciation for someone else's passion of a very specific piece of media. And I think we also get into, like, a really... We, we get into, like, a really cool, like, thematic conversation about, like, what this show in particular is talking about and what that means, like, in terms of being a person and how you have to conduct yourself and and i think that's a really it was a really cool like thing you could do even though we were coming to it with like a, a title basically <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah i mean honestly I, I think this like every episode that we've done honestly i think that even if you're not familiar with this this show even if you are not really interested in manga or anime i think that you will find that the conversation touches on a lot of things that are very universally human i guess we will let our past selves and kevin take it away This is a no pressure situation. Like cool. <laughs> it is the chillest, the chillest vibes you could get out of a podcast, I feel like. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Except on our end. Our end sometimes yeah. isn't chill, but <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll try not to make too much work for you guys. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and taking this time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. If you want to introduce yourself, uh, just tell a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then introduce what you brought to talk about today. Sure. Um, hi, my name is Kevin Cole. I make video games full time. Uh, I'm, I'm an indie game developer, and um, I also edit and am on a bunch of podcasts. And today I've brought something that is neither video game nor podcast is an anime called silver spoon so i'm 
really excited because I've never heard of this anime at all. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard the title. I don't I don't know anything about it, but I think I had um some friends that that have watched it, so I, it's like it was rattling around in my brain. I thought briefly that it might be a K drama, but yeah, like I knew the name and that was pretty much it. So yeah, the reason why I brought it to you guys is because usually I have no problems have getting a platform or ta- or talking about anything anywhere, but. Silver Spoon like premiered in uh the well the anime premiered in 2013 and ended in 2014 and no one talked about it while it was on and no one talked <laughs> about it while it went away and like I had an anime podcast for a while but I couldn't talk about it because it wasn't topical and we were only doing current anime so like it's it's just consistently lost to time where it happened too far in the past to be like this this is the bold new anime you need to check out it's like this is a really chill drama anime about a kid who goes to an agricultural high school in Hokkaido, Japan. And it seems like it should be like a fairly straightforward, like minorly educational farming sort of themed anime like anime is the primary genre because i guess that's a genre it's just got farm flavor sprinkled on it <laughs> but like what it actually is is i think it's an ethics and philosophy anime and no one talks about it like that and no one really looks at it like that but it's all about how do we form philosophies to deal with the world and also high school <laughs> As anime must be. (laughs) As anime must be. I mean, it's cool that, like, this particular high school anime has probably the best representation of high schoolers I have ever seen, in that most of these kids are from farming families. They have some sort of burden on them, like, either to pick up where their parents left off on, on the farm, or make sure their parents can retire, or they have, like, stuff going on in the background. Every single character is a little complex and they're all trying to be adults about it but they also don't question they don't agonize over it and then our protagonist is thrown in and he's from like he's from a prep school he uh is just trying to get away from his parents who have been on his case and he wants a place to chill and he heard that this place is a, has uh dorms on campus so he's like i'm going there i don't want to be around my parents anymore and he starts to question like why we meet like is farming an ethical thing to put humans through if it's such a risky business venture he starts asking all these questions and these kids are like no we've already solved this like we we don't think about it that way. We don't do it. And then he kind of gets them thinking about different ways that like the farming structure could work or should we eat meat? What is ethical? How do we live a good life? All these little things. While well, he also learns about farming and not being such a big nerd all the time. And <laughs> he also falls in love, which is really good. And yeah, it's it runs fairly deep and it doesn't fall into a lot of the anime tropes and traps that I think people are tired of in anime. Like there's no, he has no superpowers. This is not, there, there isn't like a twist to any of this. It's just, this is a story about a kid in agricultural high school. That's about it. He doesn't have superpowers. He can't see the future. He's just a dude who messes up and runs away and tries to make a new life. And I think that's really cool. There's also not a whole lot of weird, like pervy male gazy camera angles or anything like, like there is in every anime these days. The characters in this are fairly realistic and uh, well-developed and interesting and deep. 
even if some of them are a little silly, they're still, you know, they're they're still human. And that also ties into these are actual, like, they feel like teenagers. Like, some of them are goofy as a front. Some of them are goofy because kids is goofy. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems to solve a lot of the problems I have with modern anime and that I kind of, you know, fill out a bingo chart in my head every time I watch a new one that's like, okay, this is pervy. You know, we got, we have a child with a superpower. Okay, we have a kid, like, who is basically an adult, but they had to make this show for kids like it just seems like silver spoon solved it and no one wants to talk about it <laughs> i would consider myself a lapsed anime fan i have not i've not seen most of the recent popular series uh although i used to watch it pretty hardcore back in the day but i i mean i i think there is a a trend maybe especially right now away from the kind of more honest slice of life shows that maybe people feel like because there are so many so many series and you need to have merchandise and you need to have all this other stuff that you have to have these gimmicks that you have to have these hooks on shows and that it's less um, sort of straightforward depictions of what people's lives are, which in many ways I think is one of the the real strengths of animation, that you can depict things that are very mundane in a way that feels less mundane, but is Mm -hmm. still true to reality. So do you think, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, because I haven't seen this show. So they, Mm -hmm. they use, do they exaggerate any of these real scenarios at all? Do they use that kind of comedy element that some shows do? Is it, is it real serious? Is it kind of somewhere in between? I think it plays with the line of this is uh this is constructed versus this is trying to depict a real thing mm-hmm. where like some scenarios will be overblown like this is a story we're trying we're not trying to just replicate real life one to one this is a story we got we got to have like drama and interesting parts and silly parts like it does do that but it walks the line back and forth a lot where there are silly bits that are you know obviously exaggerated or done for a joke but they usually are done to buy empathy for the later extremely real portions of the show uh like in episode one you'll see a chicken's head get cut off like they're just they're they're just not they're not afraid to be like this is actually what happens in on on the farm like their little uh joke uh comics in the in the back of the manga that like shows the trouble the staff had to go through to like actually watch like this is uh how you skin a deer or this is a pig being butchered they're like oh cool we need this for the manga and then like they're with like their friend gets a look at their phone and they're like are you a serial killer should we be afraid (laughs) it's not fully comedy it's not fully drama it's not fully hardcore realistic but it does bounce between the two like extremes a lot and very well is anyone here a fan of full metal alchemist i have seen some of it i've never seen it and everyone insists that i should okay yeah that's sort of the standard like this is the good anime that does all the anime things so uh the person who is responsible for full metal alchemist uh, hiromu arakawa she made silver spoon like ah, after okay. Oh, okay i was gonna say i was looking at it and i was like this looks like this style looked familiar but i yeah. couldn't place why <laughs> uh yeah that's probably why i'd heard of it too i'm sure the connection probably made it pop up on my radar this is how i heard of it and if you did hear of it that's probably the main window is you know the cool lady who made silver spoon is or the cool lady who made full metal alchemist is doing a cool new thing to me she's the lady who made silver spoon right. um <laughs> and let's let's all be excited for this like 
bombastic new shonen that's coming out. And it's just a farm <laughs> thing. But she, she said she did it to challenge herself because like Full Metal Alchemist was huge and hugely popular. I don't know too many uh, manga series that like spawned two separate animes of themselves, one kind of to correct the other. So like when she was done with it, she was like, okay, I'm going to do a new thing to challenge myself about something that's very personal to me and how I grew up. And I'm going to be on no one's schedule to complete it. And she started in 2011. It's gone on hiatus like five times. And it's it's a lot like a webcomic in that way. And it might finish up this year. It might not finish up this year. It might not finish up ever, but we might get a few new chapters. It's just you can't. She's not on anyone's schedule. She's got that Full Metal Alchemist one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can't imagine, especially with kind of how, like you said, bombastic Full Metal Alchemist was and is, you know, it's a completely different genre of like, okay, we're talking about fantasy. We're talking about like these really you know these big huge showy fights and in some case a similar sort of raw emotional element but then to go from that to like here's very real honest depictions of life like i can't imagine how scary that must have been to some respect to be like oh are people gonna dig this because like Mm -hmm. and especially when at least the anime came and went and no one has really talked about it yeah it it feels that way i mean you can get the manga like barnes and noble like i guess that's kind of high profile but yeah it's it's weird to me because I, I just think it kind of flew in the face of whatever expectations were out there. And I like it better. I like it so much better. <laughs> it's so much more real and cute and touching and at times grim, but like it's never grim long enough for or like the hope, like the hope always wins in this, in this show. Unfortunately, the manga or the, the anime doesn't go deep enough into the manga to actually get to a point where yay, love wins, hope is eternal everyone's gonna be okay (laughs) the anime kind of ends on a pretty grim note with some high schoolers in fairly dire economic scenarios and it just seems like that's where their story ends like they're poor now and their life is over (laughs) but in in the the manga which i read uh very illegally in fan translations on the internet for a long time finally is getting released over here in english and i bought all the books to say sorry and i'm glad i did because the books are absolutely beautiful and they really get into the characters in a deeper and more um, more complete way than the anime because in an anime like that thing's clipping along like you got 22 minutes and you better be done by the end and in the manga there's much more time to breathe to look at things to have little like vignettes with different characters like there are a lot of kids in this class and every single one of them has a story that you can understand in a sentence but like even that's too much for an anime sometimes mm-hmm. like the way the manga and the anime i think play off of each other is very interesting i love the manga a whole lot more just because uh the characters are much more rounded and less cartoonish uh in their personalities and i just think of it as the complete story although the voice acting is incredible i think in the anime so they're both good did you read the manga before you watched the anime or is the other way around no i wasn't i've never been huge into comics i loved web comics uh in the webcomics boom of the aughts. That was my time to shine comics-wise. I've always been a fan of Hellboy, but uh, I never really got into manga. This is really my first big collection uh, that I own. And... 
Yeah, it, uh, I started with the anime because I was fairly deep into most of the like basic weeb uh, anime genres. And I think Crunchyroll had just come out. So that's where I think I probably encountered Silver Spoon for the first time. It was also on Netflix, but they took it off, which is a tragedy. I'm curious about um, what other kinds of anime you were watching or comics you were reading that you stumbled on it. And, and what if you remember what your first impression was, because I think that's a lot of times the, the barrier to entry with a new series is just seeing the description in two sentences and thinking oh well that sounds boring and not watching it like do you remember when you found it and what you thought i do um i i remember watching um the first four episodes up to the pizza episode which is an incredible moment in anime history <laughs> like if you want to give the show a chance make it four episodes into the pizza episode and then you'll probably want to recommend it to all your friends <laughs> but i realize in this day and age of everything is good and available to stream asking somebody to watch four episodes is kind of a big ask lately <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember getting there and being like, wow, I really feel seen almost like this is for a little background like um my mom comes from a farming family i've had chickens in my backyard for as long as i can remember i've always been obsessed once i figured out what money is i've been obsessed with the idea of class and like the stories of you know people who sort of ride the line of poverty and the middle class and this is like that story all over like a lot of the woes are economic woes as is really unfortunately very typical in farm life so when i first saw it i was like wow this is like all of the things I like this and in a like crazy sort of way I, I don't like I'm not Japanese but like I found out later that my part of the state has direct uh, well semi-direct ties to that part of Japan because we sent uh, Amherst uh, College in Massachusetts sent a professor over to Hokkaido back in the day to teach them a little bit of agricultural science since the climate is so similar in Hokkaido and and in Massachusetts and he became like a legend there it was the one <laughs> high point of his career. Like everyone was all about him when he got back. I, I wish I could remember his name, but there's a big bronze statue of him in uh, Sapporo, Japan, where he's got a, a dope long coat. He's got one arm behind his back and the other arm stretching towards the horizon. And he's looking off in like a dope profile with a big beard blowing in the wind. And on the bottom in English, it says, boys be bold. And... Oh, I have seen this statue. I just realized yeah. I didn't, I did not know what the context was. I have I have been to Sapporo and I have seen the statue. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it, he was a professor from uh, Amherst, Massachusetts. Yeah, I did not know that. I want. I was very curious when I saw it, and I thought I should look this up when I get home, and I did not. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the best part of his story. When he got home to America, like he got in with a bad crowd, and like he got he lost all his money in fraud stuff, oh, and wow. yeah, his life basically fell apart after that one really awesome trip to Japan. <laughs> so. It's sort of like cool and bittersweet seeing that statue of like him on his best day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saying something incredibly cool that everyone will remember. Yeah. Just don't read the footnote. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. Okay. And history stopped there. And that's it. Yes. That's all we have. <laughs> and he went back home and it was fine. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, do you watch? So like part of the series kind of feels a little slice of lifey. You know, mm. you're getting very. 
very honest takes on these situations. Do you watch other slice of life anime or is this kind of like an outlier that you stumbled into? I think this is what got me started on slice of life. It really transitioned me over from shonen to slice of life stuff. I really love Laidback Camp or Euro Camp, which is a very cute, cute girls doing cute things anime about girls who camp and it's uh, sponsored by the, I think the Parks and Recreation Department of Japan. Um, I didn't know that. That's so sweet. (laughs) It is, yeah. (laughs) And it's just like got little camping tips interspersed with like, you know, just girls going camping in the off season because Mm -hmm. I guess Japan wanted more young people to camp in the off season. (laughs) Yeah, um, I love that one to death and I've definitely made people watch it with me and they were enamored of it too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that one's definitely, there's no drama in that. Uh, that show is amazing because it's so captivating and yet things don't really reach a climax like situations just transform like this very japanese fiction way of you thought the situation was one way but we're going to throw this one element in here that changes the situation and then we're going to explore that until we throw a different element in there and like it's very chill and introspective and also cute like that's Eurocamp. i think that's like the pinnacle of chill anime but uh, but it's different from silver spoon and that silver spoon is all about the drama and i think it that puts it closer to drama and romance anime like i guess ori monogatari is my other big favorite one which is just a cute anime about an actual relationship between two weird people it, it's sort it, that's sort of like what the later parts of silver spoon turn into is like two people who start out kind of will they won't they for like a chapter and it sort of turns from will they won't they to they will if they can but honestly there is a lot going against what's about to happen here (laughs) like it's refreshing to see like yeah these two kids obviously want to be together but one they're teenagers they're awkward and two one of them has a lot of family baggage that comes first in their life and the other one has a lot of family baggage that they're trying to put behind themselves I'm like, wow, that's that's what dating was like for <laughs> for me as a teenager. It's just like you are awkward and on top of that, like you have a whole bunch of baggage that you probably don't even know you have. Well, and it's not very often in that kind of anime. Like even when you think about like romance anime, it's it's very much just like the whole series is about these two characters getting together. And there's conflict, but it's not quite the same. It, it it's not yeah. realistic in any way. Yeah. So it's very uh very heartening to hear that there are series out there that actually depict like teenagers like teenagers and relationships like relationships instead of just kind of like sometimes you do want the like nice fluffy sugar-coated stuff because it's great and good but you know it's it's also good to see something that is a little more a little more fraught i'm just like the problem is now i'm just sitting here going like man i really want to watch this (laughs) like can we (laughs) i know i kind of wanted to keep you guys in the dark though like because it's like my my lifelong project is just finding a sneaky way to pitch this to my friends who <laughs> for whom anime is not even a consideration. Like, yeah. They they don't even know like Cowboy Bebop or Akira or anything. Like they're Ooh, just hard sell. But like if I get them to the pizza episode, they're like, "This is incredible. <laughs> what what is this story?" Yeah. Now now I'm like, should we just pivot this episode to be about us trying to help you figure out how to how to get your friends to watch this show? <laughs> Yeah. Like I've basically plying them with alcohol has worked so far. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I would say some sort of dare or bet maybe is the way yeah, to go. Bribe. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not that my friends, my non-nerdy friends are like totally resistant to anime, though a few of them are. It's more that like, they just don't really like get why they would want to watch a thing that they also have to read. And yeah. I understand. There might be an English dub for Silver Spoon, but I haven't heard it, so I can't attest to its quality. I, I think I can explain my love of Silver Spoon and shows like it with a, uh, there's like a motorcycle aphorism that I heard recently, which is it's more fun to go fast on a slow bike than it is to go slow on a fast bike. And Silver Spoon is going fast on a slow bike. Like <laughs> when there are these moments of drama, when there are these big highs in the middle of an anime about farming, like it will just absolutely blow your mind when there are these like big troughs of drama and like real human sadness in the middle of this is how cows work. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's mind-blowing. It's incredible. Yeah, it's very, it's giving me, like, a very Terrace House kind of vibe, where yes. it's, like, a, a majority of that show is just kind of people going to work and, ta- and yep. being like, do you want to go get groceries later? But then, like, very every once in a while, there's, like, ve- and it's very subdued drama, but there's these, you know, this, like, oh, these two people, like, are gonna have a confrontation or whatever, and it is, like, the most tense thing in the world, <laughs> but the bar has been set, like, at the floor in terms of like yeah. Yeah. what is drama but like you said i think it makes that much more satisfying sometimes it's all about pacing and i attribute the wonderful pacing of silver spoon to the fact that uh hiromu arakawa does not have deadlines yeah. <laughs> she, is do- she is doing this when she wants to and we have to wait if like a chapter isn't perfect she's just gonna keep redoing that chapter there's no pressure on her whatsoever she's just gonna keep trying until it's perfect i recognize there is an idea that like a starving artist can be pushed to their limits and make the most of like what they are and they can burn brightest when they're under constraints but sometimes you just need time and mental space and self-care i guess like well and the, the manga industry in japan is i mean obviously the comics industry here is pretty punishing too but the manga industry is extraordinarily punishing i mean the kinds of deadlines that they're working on and the amount of pressure that they're under i mean there have been a lot of mangaka that have had nervous breakdowns or wound up in the hospital because it's just it's just a lot i mean it's really a lot so it's it's very extraordinary and unusual for somebody to have the time to do a story on their terms instead of you know having to lock the door and hide from their editor <laughs> yeah, and retain a staff and have an editor that understands. And like the, the my favorite thing about the about the English uh, translated manga that just released is there are a lot of little side comics with uh, Hiromu Arakawa and her staff that are just like, oh, it shows you that like this doesn't come from like just an auteur. Like this is uh, something that's built with a bunch of different people who have lives and they they're struggling too, or they're like they're working hard too. It's very interesting you don't really get that intimate of a look it's usually just hi i'm the guy who made the thing my editor is really tough like yeah (laughs) that's about it so there is a central theme to the show or there well my there are many themes to the show there is one i want to look at like specifically and it's uh, the main character, Hachiken, raises a pig and is confronted with the idea that this pig has to become meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really heavy. Like, it's 
handled extremely well, but it manages to look at the ethical implications of animal slaughter in a way that I have never heard anywhere else before. Because on the one hand, you'll have most of the population of, I guess, Japan and America being like, yeah, let's just eat meat. Like, uh, I know it's bad, but I don't like to think about where it comes from. And uh, you have the other side of the argument that's no like animals should have rights like you shouldn't eat meat you should feel really bad about eating meat and i mean apart from like the environmental problems of eating meat i i'm a meat eater by the way apart from the environmental problems of eating meat and the yeah we should really like look at our slaughterhouse structure and not be and make sure it's as cruelty free as possible at the end of the day you're still killing a living thing Mm -hmm. right and silver spoon takes that idea and it takes that conflict and it says you are going Going to wrestle with these two ideas meat is tasty and killing seems wrong you're gonna have to look at those two ideas every single day you're a farmer and it does you no good to ever stop thinking about that conflict you have to think about that conflict if you write it off you're erring towards cruelty if you go another way your livelihood is done so instead never settle never think you have the answer you have to think about this constantly you have to find a way to do it better it's not about the truth is in the center it's about the truth is going to change from day to day and you have to really think about these things critically and never ever settle on one way or the other because then you grow complacent and then you stop evolving and then bad things happen i've never heard any conflict solved with stay conflicted before like Mm -hmm. we don't like to think about things that way we like to be like well what's the right way to do it like is it a b or c and it's like maybe it's to keep thinking about it and that's my that's like my absolute favorite arc well yeah that's my absolute favorite arc in silver spoon for the purposes of this of today and this podcast that is my favorite (laughs) arc (laughs) oh wow that's really interesting because i i feel like as you were talking about that i'm thinking that like in in a different story the answer there would be an answer to that question and it would be like either you know advocating for vegetarianism or advocating for you know veganism or something like that and not that those are wrong answers but the the thought of just like hey this is gonna be like someday some days you're gonna wake up and you're not gonna think about it and some days you're gonna wake up and it's gonna bother you know the heck out of you and some days you're gonna be somewhere in between or outside of it or or to have the answer be there isn't an answer is really is really great honestly yeah yeah there isn't an answer but you have to learn how to think about it yeah like that's the most incredible thing like i think any piece of media has ever told me like for some things there isn't an answer but there are ways you can learn how to think about it where you'll never reach an answer but you will find a way to get to day two and if i was a teenager and someone told me that like i think my mind would just like leak out my ears i don't think i'd be ready (laughs) for that truth bomb but that's like kind of the cool thing about silver spoon is that it's for teenagers and i think there's a lot of good role models and advice and like teenage facing situations in there but it's also coming from adults who were teenagers and who genuinely care about their past teen selves and also current teenagers and we're like oh man this is what i really wish someone had told me like i wish someone had told me it's okay to run away it's okay to fuck up it's okay you know to it's it's okay to fail you just have to keep trying to understand like you aren't ever going to reach a point where you're a lost cause 
you can keep going. You can stay in the game. Like, that's a story that we need to tell more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this actually makes more sense to me now as uh, coming from the same creator as Full Metal Alchemist because I think one of the reasons that that show was so popular, I mean, it was engaging as shonen, but they also dealt a lot with, like, the ethical complications of magic, which is not something that Western yes. fantasy has really had any interest in addressing for the most part. So, yeah, it does actually track to say, like, how do we look at these things that we're doing anyway? How do they affect us as individuals? How do they affect our relationships with other people and, and our society? Like, how do we how do we analyze something that may not inherently be either good or bad and continue to wrestle with that? Yeah, that's that's huge in Full Metal Alchemist. And uh, I, I feel like a lot of Western high fantasy maybe, like, lampshades it or humorously mm-hmm. pokes fun at, like, I was dead and I saw and I saw every king of the realm. They might have, like, a a wink to it but they really at the end of the day they want they either want a hard magic system where there is no soul everything is just magic particles or they want a softer one where it's like eh, fireball comes from dreams like that's how you make a fireball you just dream it everybody wants the bacon they don't want to know where it came from i guess exactly exactly everybody wants the fantasy magic bacon (laughs) and in this case the no fantasy very real bacon (laughs) i i I have a full page of notes so i'm just pulling from stuff (laughs) I love it when people prepare for the show. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. I'm I'm such a nerd that like I was like I gotta do my research. I gotta I gotta listen to what other people are saying. I was worried because like this is probably from what I listened to, this might be the most like specific episode. Like a lot of people usually have a big body of like work to point to, even with um the employee training videos. Like there's tons of stuff in there. With this, it's just uh, a manga and an anime. <laughs> like, I felt a little bit like oh man, I don't really have a whole lifestyle to them part on anyone i just have like something that i really love that's really good <laughs> well, i don't know we did an, uh, a speculative um science mini series so i think yeah. you, you're in good company Ooh. with specific oh, <laughs> you, you said that there there was an anime that ran for a very short period of time but the manga is still ongoing would you ever want there to be more of the anime or are you kind of like that's done it's sitting where it is and i'm gonna enjoy you know whatever comes forward from the manga or if it ever ends or not or whatever to not answer your question i understand why i can't have the season three of of the right i understand like no one gives a shit it happened five years ago now it's probably dead and i have to learn how to accept that and grow and move on from here but to answer your question i desperately want a season three but i'd want that season three knowing that the manga was wrapped up that uh, maybe season three and four i don't know if i'm being greedy if i'm getting two more <laughs> if, if i can get one season i'm just gonna ask for another one i'd want to know that the manga had wrapped up and that hiromu arakawa was happy with it and then we could just have the anime and then it would be way easier as a bundle to recommend to my friends i wouldn't have to be like oh by the way it's gonna end in the middle bit and it's gonna seem like a big downer but if you read the pirated translations online it's actually really good like again it's a bridge too far like that's the whole problem with this is it's like i I really want people to get in there and participate like really suck the marrow out of the series about like you know you could basically watch anything on netflix that's like at least b plus and <laughs> you'll be fine like you don't need to there's no need to like go and watch silver spoon on some beardy nerds recommendation <laughs> But if you do, you might find something that's really, like, resonant with a lot of things that have been bothering you since you were 12, <laughs> like I like I found. So yeah, I'd love an anime because it'd be way more accessible to throw at people. But I, I think 
I've also brought up the do I want Silver Spoon to end? And the idea of that is kind of scary because it's frustrating that the manga keeps going on hiatus, but it's exciting to know that there might be more of it someday. And I feel like that sucks. Like, it sucks that I like this so much that I'll... (laughs) I'll basically take any punishment <laughs> I need to take. But I think that says that says something about the fact that the payoff is always worth it though yeah, to you yeah. is that you know even if the wait is unexpected or in length whatever comes out at the end of it is still worth waiting for. I will spoil one part of the the stuff that I've read in the sca- the fan scans. So Hatchkin's dad sucks. He's super hardcore like corporate dude. He doesn't know how to talk to kids or his children uh Hashkin's older brother has basically written him off and is like um i'm gonna just go make my own life away from you and Hatchikin basically decide on the same thing where he's like i don't think i can get along with you like you're way too hard on us i don't know what mom sees in you you basically put me through panic attack after panic attack when you wanted me to go to prep school his dad is a really hard character to ever see any hope of redemption in and eventually Hatchikin starts a small business and he needs a loan and his dad is like i'd like to invest and that's how they actually develop their relationship hatchikin says to his dad you know as a father you're cold and i can't get in your head and i can't understand what you're thinking but as an investor i think we can get along like that's how they begin to bridge the gap is like that they figure out one kind of relationship that works for them they go from there does it redeem an abusive father character (laughs) i'm not sure but it sure is like more interesting than this character is definitely evil and will be evil forever until they die fathers are bad like (laughs) it's interesting that like a lot of the things i hate about sort of gray areas in media like oh we want the reader to decide what's moral and what's not or we want to make this character complex i guess but not like super complex like a lot of the gray areas that i find troublesome where i'd rather have a straightforward story silver spoon just kind of nails without by making it look easy it's just like people are complicated not everyone's meant to be a dad but some people find themselves to be in a dad's position and yeah they should shape up and be a good dad they should really fucking do that (laughs) but everyone who's raised by their dad still has like a chemical need to love their dad and that's hard to address i will say silver spoon almost pulls that off as i'm thinking about it i'd like to see the manga keep going so we can determine if hatchikin's dad (laughs) is actually a piece of shit or not (laughs) and i think with what you've described there's something to be said about like the media or like whatever piece of media that you're consuming is like well it's up to you to figure it out reader versus having the actual character go through that moral dilemma and like show that conflict instead of just putting all of the work on the reader to be like like, it's up to you to determine what's morally right. I don't know why this sounds yeah. like some, like, spooky, like... See, you guys do voices on the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. It was, like, some weird, like, snake oil salesman or Ooh, something. Sort of, sort of a wise wizard in a cave yeah, voice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're in a very polarized time right now to say the say the most obvious fucking thing in the entire world. I'm sorry, I'm swearing a lot. Am I allowed to swear on this? You are allowed, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're in a very polarizing time right now where it, it's almost like a... It's 
it's bad to say that the truth is in the middle when it's in the middle of what normal people and Nazis like that doesn't sound very middle to me right. like it's it's a it's a rough time to be a centrist because centrism has never worked so it's always a rough time to be a centrist but silver spoon doesn't strike me as centrist it just strikes me as philosophical and ethical it's just like don't land in the middle just because you think this side's bad and that side is bad then the truth is in the middle of two equally bad sides just keep thinking if you don't know the answer yet probably means it's a big fucking question yeah well i mean i think the the scenario that you were describing with this relationship with his father i mean it's being a centrist is typically kind of a cop-out of saying i don't want to make a decision as opposed to saying the decision is complicated and the things that look like right answers may not be right so i mean in that scenario if you're you know trying to deal with two characters that are alienated from each other them finding a shared language to connect requires both of them so it's not a question of like one person saying well i'm i'm just not going to disavow this other this other viewpoint and and that's how i work it out it's it's both parties saying we need to find a way to connect in a place in the middle between the two of us which is different because then the the connection is centrist but you're not it seems like right it's a medium you know It's, it's a medium with which we can talk to each other and that's something i think we're in this i mean i'm horribly dating this we're gonna solve everything in two years right so i'm horribly dating this project but when we do solve everything in two years we're gonna need to find a way to talk to people that we've been like so viciously wedged apart from maybe i don't know maybe we'll need to do that (laughs) um but the way we're currently talking to people that are extremely different from us ideologically just doesn't work yeah and we need to find a, a medium sort of way to figure out hey can we just put everything aside and have a conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) just so we can check really quick on if we're both people (laughs) oh man i'm I'm really i'm I'm really glad i dragged politics into this i'm sorry for everyone listening to podcasts to escape politics i'm sorry i did this to you See, now we're just going to get all the iTunes reviews that were too political. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I, I accept responsibility. <laughs> I accept most of the responsibility. The rest goes to Hiromu Arakawa. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sorry, everyone from Japan. I have such horrible pronunciation of everything. You've sold me on like, I want to read this and I want to watch this anime and read this manga like now. Like, oh, cool. Okay. Like if, if your goal was to come on and do like a really good solid pitch you've accomplished that at least for me so but this is this is what it takes like (laughs) farming anime for some reason is just such a hard sell whether it's like uh, i don't really i don't really think farming could be that interesting or i've been burned by anime too much i feel like those are both valid like ways to deflect this like i get it I, i get it i love farming but i get that that's probably not everyone's cup of tea or a thing everybody wants to think about and i super get being burnt out on anime and i think part of the reason why I came to you guys to talk about this is I'm very wary of participating in a lot of nerd culture these days. And I'm not super ready to dive into like a random anime forum with like uh, a silver spoon avatar and be like, who wants to talk about my favorite show where there's no butts and everybody's cool? (laughs) I I don't think that would play super well in modern anime discourse. (laughs) Sorry, I I am just imagining just this like anime forum where everyone 
everyone just has like magical girl icons and like other anime girl icons and it's like who wants to talk philosophy (laughs) philosophy of farming specifically yeah Yeah. who wants to talk ethical agrarian philosophy (laughs) guys necro it'd be a fun story to tell afterwards if anything yeah Yeah. i I don't think i'm ready for that arena yet But yeah, like, thank you for, you guys had such great questions and you seemed like genuinely interested and curious to find out about this. Like, this is way more than I deserve. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing it. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm interested about it. And, and the thing is, is like, normally we, we close off with like, kind of this thought of like, how would you pitch this to somebody? But you've kind of, you've done that uh, successfully. Yeah, I mean, I maybe, I maybe have a way to turn that question slightly since we were talking talking about trying to find ways to meet people in the middle. So, I mean, this character, you you were able to connect with them because you had some similarities with the experiences that they were dealing with. I mean, not just like general human ones, but that you had experience with farming and that that gave you like a touchstone to connect with them. Is there something about the character that you think is the, the turning point beyond that for you or that you think might sell other people that this character is really relatable and something that um, will connect with other people's life experiences? So the main character of this show slash comic he doesn't have a dream or a direction in life that he really wants to pursue he's young and also he's running away from a bad situation so he feels he, he doesn't know what he wants to do he just knows that he just came out of a bad time and he wants to survive but around him there are all of these kids who have responsibilities and in a way destinies and real problems so the only thing he really feels compelled to do is help and he becomes this sort of helper character despite thinking he's a failure and that he doesn't have a dream he sort of parlays that into my dream can be anything i can be a pillar for people i can help and i think that's a far more common experience for a lot of people rather than i want to be the best or i want to be the strongest it's i just want to figure out what i can do to help and i I think especially now everyone is trying to make sure their empathy is on point so I i think that's the best way i could probably sell it to your audience is rather than like philosophy or ethics or whatever this is also an empathy show so if you want a show where a main character's superpower is the fact that he asks people how they're doing (laughs) then this is a good this is a good one I'm sorry, I'm like totally just, I have no other like things to add. I'm just like, oh yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) I was legit nervous because like, you know, even though it's my favorite thing in the world, like, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to not, I mean, I fanboyed out, this was basically me fanboying out, but like (laughs) the fact that you guys are at least a little bit interested in this after hearing me talk about it, that is really meaningful. (laughs) This this show is a trap. We're we're really we're not so much uh, here to hear about the things people love is is why they love them. So, but then that there's kind of a transitive property there that that goes back to the thing itself. I think so. Oh man, you guys must must get so much homework. <laughs> <laughs> we do, honestly. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this with us. Thank you guys so much. This was really fun. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's that's honestly like the goal is that like if you. You can come on and have a good time. Then we've done our job. Yes. 
Yes. I feel I feel light and free right now. Like I feel like I, I've done everything I can do to express myself in this way. That makes me so happy. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, any projects you want to plug? Uh, anything you want? This is your space, so go for it. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, my name is Kevin Cole. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Kevin Cole, and that links to my various other projects. Uh, if you like my words and think that guy would make a great video game, there is a link on my Twitter to hack H-A-Q-U-E, which is a video game that I've made uh, that you can buy for money and that supports me and all the people who worked on it, um, which was like three or four other people. You can also listen to me on Pretend Friends, which is a actual play tabletop RPG podcast that I, uh, I DM the first season and I'm a character in the second season and that uses a system that I developed with my friends called the Space King system. And I'm on a new podcast now called uh, Original Characters Podcast. That's also linked on my Twitter. That's where I make fun fan characters with my friend jeff and uh sometimes they are very sweet and sometimes they are very terrible and uh that's the show uh, and there's a lot of guest write-ins and stuff and those are my those are my three things those are, those are my three things i feel like yeah <laughs> cool awesome well thank you again thanks thanks so much guys Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, you can hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com, or spend as many years as you like writing a manga about your thoughts. I want to give a special shout out to anyone who I might have met at the Cleveland Max Fun Drive meetup two weeks ago at Bookhouse Brewing. It was an amazing time. I got to talk to uh, a couple people about the show and they said that they were going to listen, which is very sweet. And it's always lovely to meet people in like any podcast community. But I mean, especially like Max Funsters are always incredible people. And if you're ever in the area, you should definitely check out Bookhouse Brewing. It's a really incredible brewery. You know, everything they do, it's like microbrewery and it's a really great setting to just have a conversation with someone and it's super cozy. So if you're ever in the Cleveland area, definitely go check them out and say hi and tell them we sent you. Is that a thing that people do? I don't know. You could. I don't know if it means anything. (laughs) And I also wanted to give a shout out to some folks that we met at PodCon, but apparently, because I forgot to do it before and I did not write your names down, I am now not completely sure if I remember them correctly because I don't trust my brain. But you are awesome. And this is a retroactive shout out to you and also a proactive shout out to people we haven't met yet, I guess. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher service of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Or move out of town to study agriculture and grapple with the ethics of life. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. (laughs) 